Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Smart Cities Chronicles, your premier podcast for everything smart cities, action and investment. My name is Adam Beck. I'm your host from the Smart Cities Council of Australia and New Zealand. Uh, and from time to time on the Chronicles, uh, I give a uh, an episode that um, I suppose dives into a little bit of uh, theory. Uh, and today uh, I'll be joining you on my own. Uh, and I wanted to talk smart city enablers. Um, many episodes ago, we spoke about smart city, uh, the definition, um, and I wanted to sort of build now on this episode as the second of a series of somewhat um, uh, smart cities theory. So smart city enablers, what are they and what I'd like to do? Um, I'd like to talk through this idea that when a city or an organisation or a project um, has a sort of a smart city aspiration of embracing what that means, um, that we can clearly sort of understand and embrace what the potential enablers are. Um, technology, as we say, is the enabler of a smart city. Uh, technology isn't the smart city, but merely, uh, but, but powerfully, uh, it is, a, is an enabler. Uh, and an enabler to great outcomes, whether it be greater efficiency, whether it be economic opportunity, uh, accelerating and driving down greenhouse gas emissions, uh, catalyzing uh, investments and entrepreneurship. There's a whole range of different ways that technology and data can be enablers. Now, the Smart Cities Council um, back in 2013 published the Smart Cities Readiness Guide. And if you jump into a uh, a browser and search that um, you'll you'll find that on our website. Um, but that guide clearly outlined uh, seven core smart city enablers. Now I want to acknowledge uh, from the get go that there's many different enablers and they emerge over time. But we still think these seven core enablers that I'm going to talk you through today uh, are pretty foundational and fundamental and um, still underpinning a lot of the smart city work that we see today. So I want to start with this: the first smart city enabler, which is connectivity. Now, of course, there's a couple of different levels of connectivity and a couple of different terms um, that are worthy of just briefly touching on. So telecommunications, a network, and telecommunications is this idea where people can be connected to people. I can pick up the phone uh, and I can have a call with someone. Um, there's also sort of connectivity from, um, from device to device. Uh, and in the smart city context, I, I sort of wanted to highlight that this first enabler around connectivity uh, is certainly focused around that idea that we can uh, connect devices uh, because one of the core functions of the smart city uh, is to collect data and then do something with that. And so the connectivity enabler within the smart city um, is sort of you know, the backbone, uh, really. And of course, connectivity can come in many different ways. Uh, it could be, you know, a, a Wi-Fi network um, in a space or citywide. It could be a, an RF mesh network. We have cellular, uh, cellular, cellular networks. I'm not, not getting that one out properly. Um, you know, we have low power wireless area networks. There's a whole range of of different networks and I'm not going to go into those today but just to say that uh, connectivity is our foundational smart city enabler. The second one I wanted to touch on was instrumentation and control. Um, now that sounds sort of a little bit sort of dry but really instrumentation and control uh, is, is absolutely key because that allows us 
to monitor and control conditions in our cities. Um, that instrumentation provides the eyes and the ears of the smart city. You know, for example, things like smart meters for different um, uh, utilities like electricity and water and gas. Um, we have instrumentation uh, such as sensors. Um, they allow us to, well, I could, I could sit here for a day and tell you the different things that we can sense in a city, um, but just fundamental, for example, environmental sensing, air quality, temperature, humidity, uh, heat, there's a whole range of different sensors out there and they, um, they really expand uh, each day in terms of what, what's possible in terms of sensing. Uh, but also things like, um, you know, CCTV and video monitors. We've had roadway sensors uh, in pavements uh, for, for decades. So uh, instrumentation and control, that ability for us to be able to sense something um, is, is a core enabler of the smart city. Thirdly, uh, I want to talk about interoperability. Uh, for us, this is, this is critical. This ensures that our products and services that we procure uh, and we deploy um, work together seamlessly. Uh, you know, dots are joined up. Um, it has many benefits interoperability. You know, first and foremost, it, you know, it, it avoids potential uh, lock-in um, to whether it be proprietary suppliers or proprietary products. Um, and when you're locked in, that, that, is, that is not an enabler uh, at all. So we want to make sure that uh, the city, our communities, our businesses have, have choice. Uh, they can procure and purchase, um, whether it be sensors or, or other uh, control uh, mechanisms. They can buy that from uh, many different companies. Um, but, you know, it's, it's certainly key that um, we make sure that uh, our interoperability and our approach to interoperability is based on open standards, uh, making sure that we're on the same page, we're using consistent standards. Uh, and we've had a, a previous episode uh, around smart city standards earlier uh, in the Smart Cities Chronicle. So um, our third key smart city enabler is interoperability. Fourth is security and privacy um, for uh, obvious reasons, but the security and privacy, uh, we, we sort of describe that as a range of different uh, technologies and policies and practices that really safeguard our data and our privacy and also our physical assets uh, as well. Um, and so you can see there that it, there's both a technological component of that, but also sort of like a policy and process uh, component of that as well. So, you know, first and foremost, you know, very clear privacy rules, um, uh, you know, uh, data policies, open data policies. So rules and policies and protocols about uh, how you're going to use data, how you're going to collect data, how you're going to manage data. Um, security and privacy, of course, always uh, also um, fundamentally uh, addresses or needs to address that cyber security issue. And we, uh, we spoke with uh, Lani Rafidi from Deloitte a couple of episodes ago around some sort of cyber security, cyber risk 101 issues in the smart city. Um, that, uh, so that security and that privacy can play a fundamental role in enabling uh, better outcomes because hopefully what we're trying to do with that uh, is build trust with people, build trust with the community. Um, and without trust, um, it's going to be very difficult for any city or 
government organization to embrace and adopt new technologies or innovative practices because trust, uh, we believe, is a fundamental element of the smart city. And of course, trust is a huge enabler of us to be able to advance these practices. So security and privacy is that fourth enabler of the smart city. Fifth um, is data management. Um, that's a broad uh, enabler, uh, but it encompasses the likes of storage, uh, protecting it, processing it, um, and doing so in a way that ensures that you know there's this accuracy, there's accessibility, um, there's timeliness, uh, and of course there's reliability. Uh, making sure that the system doesn't go down. Uh, imagine opening Google Maps just on your way out uh, to an appointment in a new city or a foreign city, uh, and you, you click on that Google Apps on your phone, and of course. Um, it doesn't come up. Um, it can't access the data. The system's gone down. So there's a there's a fundamental uh, there's a fundamental need for that data management and and the backbone behind that um, to be up and running. And so it needs to be resilient. It needs to be on, uh, and really needs to reduce um, uh, the likelihood of potential uh, disruption. Um, so data management um, is a key fundamental smart city enabler and of course the systems that require it to to remain on uh, are certainly key. The sixth smart city enabler that we talk about at the Smart Cities Council is sort of computing resources and there's a couple of components to this but you know uh, there's, there's billions of little computers of all sizes throughout sort of the network and the devices that we connect. It could be, you know, the, 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 smart, uh, the smart watch on my wrist. Uh, it could be a, a, a huge server farm uh, in a remote area. Um, so there's billions of little sort of computer brains scattered all throughout um, our ecosystem. Uh, and, of course, with that uh, comes uh, very complex software at times or very basic software. So software is another part of those computing resources and of course uh, data is the other part of that because that's the that's the sort of thing that we communicate around um, and there's very little value in that data unless we can uh, we can certainly uh, access it uh, analyze it and and communicate it um, so uh, computing resources uh, is is absolutely fundamental and the seventh and the final smart city enabler in the smart cities readiness guide is is analytics um, this is absolutely critical uh, and uh, at the heart of the smart city, which is this ability for us to create value from the data that we've collected. Uh, and that's why the, the instrumentation and control, the connectivity, the interoperability, all those other enablers that I've just walked you through, uh, all of those are layering up this potential uh, to allow us to extract value from that data that we've collected, that we've, we've stored in an area and that we've now accessed. Um, and analytics is, a, is sort of a broad term and we always talk about analytics, um, but we believe that there's some fundamental sort of um, phases to analytics uh, and maybe a little bit of sort of a maturity pathway. And of course, that includes um, things like just knowing what's going on. So situational awareness. We know that it is 45 degrees Celsius outside, which is a very hot day. Um, so situational awareness. Um, but then, you know, we can move uh, and we can advance to a place of, of real-time optimization uh, where 
We know that uh, the system reads that it's 45 degrees and it puts in place certain actions or automations that allow us to sort of start responding to that relevant condition, whatever it might be, uh, optimising um, efficiency, uh, optimising comfort, uh, optimising whatever it might be to respond uh, to that, that sort of level of uh, awareness uh, of a particular uh, issue. And, of course, we then sort of have uh, the idea of, you know, AI and uh, predictive analytics um, where the system, and when I say the system, all of those enablers working together um, are predicting that it's going to be 45 degrees uh, and relative corrective action uh, or decisions uh, or other automations are put in place to allow us to respond to that um, before we before we sort of know it's too late. Um, so analytics really unlocks uh, the value of that data uh, that we collect. Um, and we always talk about data, uh, but data really isn't valuable until we generate the insights from it. And that's where that's where the real value is. Uh, so some might say data is is the new oil. Um, it, it, yes, you know, it's the new oil, but then remember the oil needs to be uh, refined and it needs to be processed uh, before it can then really be used and extract greatest value. So those are, uh, those are the seven smart city enablers. So we had connectivity, instrumentation and control, interoperability, security and privacy, data management, computer resources, and then the seventh and final smart city enabler was analytics. And so when we talk about sort of doing the smart city thing and how do we, how do we sort of action it, uh, what we like to really sort of present is a smart city framework that ensures that uh, if I talk in the, the city context, the, the government entity, in its responsibilities across a whole range of areas such as transportation, um, energy and water and waste management, uh, built environment and public place uh, maintenance and design, um, it could be health and human services. We all know that in a city, there's multiple departments that have many different functions and responsibilities. Um, you know, we like to present this framework, which is a, which is a matrix of understanding, understanding what your roles and responsibilities are and the goals and the targets you're trying to achieve across those various departments and responsibilities. Um, and then sort of cut, cut across cut across those with these seven enablers. So if I'm the head of, uh, you know, public works, um, how can these seven smart city enablers uh, help me achieve or catalyze or even accelerate the targets and the goals uh, that, that I'm looking to, uh, looking to sort of achieve? Um, so each of those seven enablers uh, potentially present an opportunity for uh, government departments to, um, you know, achieve their goals uh, better, quicker, cheaper, uh, more efficient, um, or indeed uh, those enablers catalyzing new opportunities that haven't been realized before. So we like to use those smart city enablers as sort of the fundamental opportunities uh, for departments within a city to unlock and unleash the outcomes that they're trying to advance. So that might sound uh, all good, um, but there's just three other 
there's many other, but three other really important supporting practices that I wanted to highlight because um, whilst it may be possible to identify that this, uh, this analytics solution or platform or opportunity could help a particular department uh, achieve one of the outcomes they, uh, they're sort of seeking, um, there's sort of some surrounding practices and conditions that could help or hinder the realization of that. And really what I wanted to, um, what I wanted to highlight was the three supporting practices that we talk about of policy and leadership is the first one, finance and procurement, the second, uh, and then also citizen engagement. So we believe that without that um, uh, robust and comprehensive policy environment with which you're operating, and also without having a strong leadership and commitment to a smart cities uh, agenda, um, uh, outcomes could be compromised uh, or opportunities lost. And then the second one, finance and procurement, um, that's often a very challenging one because a number of the smart city enablers uh, and the solutions that are available to achieve the outcomes of cities, sometimes that's uh, challenging to procure. Uh, procurement historically, um, if I'm to really sort of go back to the early days, procurement was, was set up to buy pens and pencils and paper, you know, something that is consistent, something that we're all familiar with, uh, and we have very standard um, procurement process that, that allow us to do that. Uh, but of course, that, that world is changing. Procurement uh, of technology platforms that have never been tested um, that may or may not work with other platforms, that can be very challenging. So procurement uh, and then the financing, of course, the funding mechanisms around some of these uh, enablers can also be uh, very challenging. So financing procurement is another supporting practice that we believe is essential uh, in sort of unlocking these enablers. And then finally, of course, citizen engagement, um, you know, making sure that there's uh, dialogue where relevant um, with the community, um, and we know that there's various forms of engagement. There's, there's uh, communication, uh, which is giving information out to the community about what, what the city's doing. Um, consultation, you know, giving out information, seeking some feedback. But of course, you can go further and further up into that deeper uh, world of engagement where you collaborate. And that is a very different world um, where trust is built and power is shared and and stakeholders let go um, more for a common good. And we heard in an early episode of the Smart Cities Chronicles what Smart Cities collaboration and collaborative governance looks like. Um, so I just wanted to highlight those, uh, th uh, those three final supporting practices that we believe are integral to allowing technology and, uh, technology and data enablers uh, to, to be supported. Um, and... Uh, we, we certainly believe that um, over time, those supporting practices will evolve. And likewise, the smart city enablers will evolve as well. We've just touched on those core seven enablers today, uh, but we, we do certainly acknowledge that there are uh, other ones. There's the second tier enablers and so on and so forth. So I hope that's been informative. It was a little, um, little episode where I wanted to just share a little bit more theory uh, to help um, build up some capacity and knowledge and uh, awareness around how uh, to advance the Smart Cities agenda within your organisation. Um, there'll be uh, more, more little sort of episodes where I uh, also share uh, additional uh, thoughts 
from uh, from our resources at the Smart Cities Council. But uh, for now, um, I wanted to uh, want to remind you that those Smart City enablers and further information about those Smart City enablers and those supporting practices are available in the Smart Cities Readiness Guide. You can go to our website, smartcitiescouncil.com, and you'll find our resources that are available to government and industry uh, and other entities. I hope that's been inform informative. Um, as I've mentioned before, you can subscribe to the Smart Cities Chronicles via those usual platforms such as Apple iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, until next time, keep well.